0: Welcome to Shut Up, Sister's Health Untold Truth. Woo! Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Well, let me just give you this disclaimer, guys. If you are under the age of 18, the information discussed in this podcast may not be appropriate for you. And keep in mind that this podcast is not meant to treat or cure any diseases or illnesses. I'm a little solemn tonight. I'm not as pepper as I usually am or pepped up. I'm feeling a little bit sad, you know, and you guys probably are too. We're losing a lot of our um, our heroes and sheroes. So tonight I'm coming to you to talk to you about this new trendy term, health disparities amongst brown and black people. What does that mean to us? They're trying to say that, you know, we don't have access to care that other folks have access to and that we are dying because of this lack of thereof. I want to say to you that it is a bigger problem than just access. I can speak to my friends that may be a little more fluent, my brown and black relatives, friends and they're running to some of the same many problems that my brown and black friends that do not have health care or appropriate health care. It is beyond economics. It's beyond economics on all levels and I would like to scream it from the mountaintop to tell you that the situation is serious for us. I've experienced myself being in the healthcare field myself, being in the education field myself. I have experienced some of the same things. For example, just to, just recently, within the past year, I uh, was following up on some nodules that I had on my throat, on my thyroid, and I've been monitoring them the way that they have asked me to, you know, getting regular ultrasounds every six months, And seeing that they, whether or not they have grown or not. So I had one and then now it had become two. And I went back to my primary care physician, which is a wonderful woman, young African-American doctor who enjoys listening to my antics. I, I am full disclosure when I'm speaking to my doctor. I say all kinds of things. And some of them are probably just for shock factor, but they are the truth nonetheless. Because you want full disclosure so that they can properly treat you. (laughs) So she referred me. She didn't think it was time for me to go to see, um, you know, a specialist concerning it. But, you know, I've gone from one to two. And you can ask your doctor to just go ahead and, and send you, even if they don't think that it's necessary. So I did. And she uh, referred me to an endocrinologist. And I like to keep my doctors, you know, I do a little bit of research beforehand most of the time. I was familiar with this doctor's background to an extent, I guess you would say. He had a long waiting list. It was always so hard to get into his office. I was trying to get into his office for another issue years, years, years ago, prior to So I get to the doctor's office and he's going to do the biopsy and he's, um, it's interesting. You know, I'm using some ice to numb my neck. First of all, I'm thinking to myself, like, what the, you're going to put needles in my neck and you're going to stick me. Um, and I'm only going to use ice. But, you know, he did explain to me that there's a solution that they can put on it, but, You know, sometimes it causes irritation and burning thereafter for a long period of time. So here it is. I'm on the table. He has an assistant. And he tells me it's going to be four needles in to withdraw some cell samples to send off to the lab. So as he's using the ultrasound to guide himself and his assistant, he realizes that, no, it's going to be eight needles and do not breathe do not do anything, do not move. And I'm holding my breath, I'm praying I don't cough for a chance that I may get, you know, really messed up with these needles. And (laughs) so, but anyhow, the results come back or should I say they don't come back? The results really don't come back. I get a call from his office It says, hey, you know, um, we're gonna have to have you come back in because all of the needles that we use or the samples that we took, You know, we didn't grab any cells. And in my mind, I'm like, hell to the no. I didn't say that to him, of course, because you want to always treat people with respect, even though you may be having some emotional breakdowns yourself. I'm like, well, goddamn. You know, I was on that table. You took eight samples. That's zero. That's like 0% selection of any cells. And you're going to just suggest that I make another appointment to come back to your office. No, you do not have to make an appointment to come back to this clown's office, I thought. You don't get a second chance with my health. We give a lot of second chances to a lot of people that don't deserve them. And most importantly, when it comes down to your health, if a doctor is screwing up, don't keep going back. This is your body. Yes, we may have, doctors have, people have. The educated have all these degrees and everything up, but if they're not going home, reading, being current with the information and the technologies in their field, they're just going to bed and collecting the money that's sent to them from insurance, that is not the doctor for you. Not the doctor for you at all. So that's one bad experience. Let me tell you about another bad experience, but was really a good experience. And I want you to consider this technique in handling your doctors and handling your health care. So I tried many years to get pregnant. We're going to have an episode on that. But anyhow, just like many black and brown women, we're ending up losing our uteruses to fibroids, endometriosis, all kinds of things. So anyhow, I'm holding on to my uterus as long as I can, because my desire is to bring this wonderful human being to the planet that God has entrusted me to care for. And I saw Sarah do it, or I heard the stories. I shouldn't say Sarah because I'm not that old, nor did I exist during biblical times. But, you know, Sarah did this. She was blessed, you know, and, and I held on to that, you know my saying. That's another story because it truly is another story. So I end up going to the doctors, uh, going to the gynecologist, and uh, and now it's a little more serious. They're saying they see a little bit of atypical cells. Those are kind of like cancer cells or cells that should not be where they are supposed to be. Atypical, unusual. Okay. So I'm saying, okay, well, I can't hold on to her much longer. I'm going to have to make some decisions. So while they're in the doctor's office, she's like, oh yes, make your appointment to have the surgery. I am going to, when you leave and go up front. And I'm just like taking it in because I'm always very respectful. But in my mind, you know, the real me is back there like, okay, she's like, oh, and I'm going to cut you and I'm going to fix a scar you already have there because I do have a scar in my stomach from having a myomectomy in which they removed some fibroids with hopes of myself being able to conceive at that point, but it didn't go well. But I'm left with this horrible scar, Right she was like, I can fix the scar, but I'm going to cut you. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm always up on my stuff. I'm reading all night, all day. You know, I'm curled up in the bed with a nice medical journal. I got one in the bathroom. I'm reading this and reading that and seeing the changes and seeing the outcomes. You know, things that people don't have time to do that we're trusting that our doctors are doing on our behalf. But I'm saying you have to do a little bit of homework or ask a neighbor. So then I tell him, go back to my primary care physician, and I tell her straight up. I was like, hey, sister, it ain't going to happen. You sent me over to that gynecologist. She's going to cut me. I know there's new technology going on in that field. And I'm not talking about the morcellator in which they go into the vagina and they grind up the uterus, and then they pull it out of the vagina. It was supposed to be new technique, but... There's some cancer involved in that whole process, too. When they grind it up like that, it slings cancer all over inside the vagina. But that's another story. So then she sends me to a very prestigious place here in Nashville. And um, I'm not in Nashville, but in Nashville. And I see, you know, an oncologist there. And he tells me, Oh, I see you have surgery there. And I told him, yes, there were some issues with my intestines. When they went in there, they did some stuff, you know. He says, I'm going to cut you up above your navel. I'm already thinking this motherfucker. Like, hey, do you not see this scar that is running from the bottom of my navel that is now uh, has keloid slightly raised, right? That's when your skin slightly raises. That's our... Um, black and brown people, even some Asian people, their skin will start to the cells have don't know how to shut themselves off. They keep um trying to protect itself. So it's it runs deep to me when I see keloids on people. There's a a need to continuously try to protect ourselves inside, outside, just everywhere. And that's why I'm telling you tonight that this podcast is a little different. I'm not as racy. Not as you know, um, salacious as it usually is because we're not dealing with a salacious situation here. And I come to you mainly tonight because there's a pressing on me to talk to you about Our health in this area when I keep hearing people talk about health disparities. I'm telling you that they exist no matter what your economic system is, situation is, because the face that they see is going to dictate how they speak to you. Even after you fill out your intake forms and they ask you for your level of education, they still come in here talking to you or talking to me as if I have no common sense or as if you will not engage me, unlike my husband's physician, who is excellent. I'm asking him questions. He says, I understand where you're coming from. This is what you're thinking. This is probably what you feel. But this is my position, and this is why I am why I am doing this. You want someone to respect you when you're sitting there, even if you have higher education or if you do not have higher education. You want them to engage you, not be upset because you question them. They're in the wrong field you're with the wrong doctor. They're a dime a dozen now, but a good one is not a dime a dozen. So I go on about this whole hysterectomy thing. I go to the prestigious place. He tells me what he's going to do to me. I smile. I leave. I know that Someone else very close to me has had a hysterectomy. Their uterus was much bigger than mine. They like to tell you, oh, it's the size of an orange or a grapefruit or this or that, these other um, fruits and stuff, which is just, uh, you know, I don't want my uterus compared to a grapefruit. I told you that I have a master's degree. Never mind that it may hurt the person even if they didn't have education and how you're describing it to them. So I end up going across state lines, um, four state lines, to get the care that I needed because I knew of someone who had had a uterus that was bigger than mine, and the doctor did it by not using a morselator to grind up the uterus and pull it out. But using his hands and a special technique, I left with three little incisions that were about an inch And I flew in on a Thursday, had surgery on a Friday, was back on the plane home on Monday and healed excellently. Is that going to be the case for you? Not necessarily, but I'm asking you to never accept what is being said to you, not the diagnosis per se. Even with that, always get a second opinion if you're feeling kind of, uncomfortable about what someone has told you you know do that do that immediately but be willing to know that you can go cross state lines because if you have insurance blue cross blue shield is in several states Cigna any of the other ones are in several states they have doctors that are in those plans that are willing to treat you if you go across state lines now for my brothers and sisters who may not have the luxury of doing that meaning that your health care insurance may be coming from a clinic setting. Ask to see another doctor. Go to another clinic if you feel uncomfortable. But do not go home and do absolutely nothing about it because you had a bad experience. Or I'm at the point now when I'm in a doctor's office, I just say, hey, you know, this is not working for me. That's not working for me. Now, health disparities, I think, run deeper than just poverty. No matter how much money you make as an African-American, it appears to be that we're getting substandard care. We're giving substandard access to new treatments. My heart breaks. I've been pretty numb with what's going on with us black and brown people and the violence against us. Like I heard when someone say the other day, you know, why does my country not love me when I love my country? And boys and girls, sisters and brothers, you understand that's a whole different topic altogether. But we're gonna send out loads of angels to the home of chat with Bozeman and his family to put their hedge of protection around them at this time of loss. Loads of angels, what a smile, a smile that could part the seas as I see, you know. Um, just, I, I was so totally emotional over that loss, his loss, his loss to the planet his loss to his family this morning. I've been numb about what's going on. I have not been able to cry, but this morning when I heard about it, I only thing I could do was just break down and cry. Cry for the pain that he may have been going through and we did not know what was happening with him. You cannot tell everyone everything, but sometimes... If you let someone know, someone can give you some information to send you and direct you to people that can really care for you. This may not have been the case in his situation, but I am asking any of you guys out there that are sick and you know of someone that has recovered or you've seen someone that has recovered, I'm asking you to reach out to them, find out where they went. Who was their doctor? Who cared for them? Because even though black and brown people, no matter what your economic status, we are in trouble in reference to having access to care. So I'm going to use these last couple minutes to talk to you briefly about uh, colon cancer and colon cancer screenings. As everyone thinks that they know what black and brown people are going through and what we think and how we feel, I don't garner to know what every black and brown person feels or think because I'm black and black. That would be irresponsible and disrespectful. But a little bit on colon cancer. Let me just tell you what's happening. Um, People are becoming... uh, are getting colon cancer younger and younger and, younger and 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 younger. They have moved the screening from fifty down to forty-five. And of course, if anyone in your family has had colon cancer, you should start getting screened as early as in your thirties, or around the same time that they were, you know, um, diagnosed. If it was really early. But be mindful of changes in your bowel movements, pain when you go to the restroom, um, diarrhea, constipation, blood in your stool, red blood. Or if, if your uh, bowel movements are really dark, sometimes that's dark blood, meaning that it was further up in your intestines in which you were bleeding. So much that we need to, to be careful and be mindful of be like what should my what should my um what should my poop look like you know there's this chart called the Bristol's chart yes Bristol's chart if you google it you're going to see the different types of stools right and you can kind of see what your stool looks like when you go in you can tell the doctor let me tell you how 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 close i am to my primary care physician or how i'm going to make her work for her money one time I was pooping and I think my poops looked a little different. And what I decided to do was I was taking pictures and I was like, hey, this is what it looks like. This is what it looks like. You should have seen her face. <laughs> she was right, I can only imagine what she thinks when I walk out of there. But I really want to have this conversation with her to tell her this is going on. How can you properly treat me? Should I do something about this? You know, is it too light? Is it too dark? All of those things. And then to add, as we're wrapping up, because I never like these to be much too long, you know, but in this case, I thought it was a, we needed to talk about this topic and it applies to both sisters and our brothers. So you're scared to go get a colonoscopy. Colonoscopy is when they stick a tube up your rectum with a camera on it and they're taking pictures and you're sedated or you're put under to do it lightly under sedation. But the wonderful thing about a colonoscopy is that while they're in there, they're able to remove things called polyps. Polyps sometimes turn into cancer. It can be cancerous. And when they remove them, they'll send them off to the lab. They'll come back to you and let you know whether or not they are precancerous or cancerous. And then they move on from there. Let's say that's out of the question for you all together there are some things I want to tell you about. One is there's a new thing out that came from the Mayo Clinic. It's called a virtual colonoscopy. And what they're doing is you still have to do all this wonderful prep. Anyone that's had a colonoscopy, you know you have to eat soft foods for a certain amount of days and they have to be uh, clear in color and then the next day you're on an all liquid diet and then they give you all of these things to take to make sure you clean out your bowels and it's nice and clean in there so that when they look they're seeing things that are real and may not be something that you ate and got stuck or was a different color you know or was red they clearly tell you to stay away from red dyes and so forth. So they have this wonderful thing that's coming out of, that came out of the, um, the Mayo Clinic. I want you to Google that, too. It's called a virtual colonoscopy. And you do all the same preps with your diet prior to the procedure, but you're actually having a, an X-ray, a CT of your intestines, and they're able to see polyps that way, too. But the only thing is that if they see something that looks a little suspicious, they will still have to go in and do the other colonoscopy, but at least it's less invasive. It's not invasive at all, So and it's quick. You get it done that morning. You can be back at work by the afternoon. The other thing which came out uh, several years ago, I want to say around 2016, 2015, was this pill it's actually like a camera. You follow, you swallow it, it looks like a regular capsule. And it takes pictures of your colon as it passes through there. And again, non-invasive. However, if they see something, you still will have to go and have that regular colonoscopy where they sedate you and go in and remove anything that may look suspicious and need to be examined further. So, yes, black people, we are having health disparities. There is a study that came out of NIH which shows that in South Africa, African um, Africans there, they only have, it's only um, like six out of 100,000 people have colon cancer in comparison to us here which may be like four or five times that amount so we're in a serious state we need to take better care of our health but I do understand totally about how you feel when you go to the doctors and sometimes you feel mistreated and doctors need to be aware of that too We cannot be taken for granted, nor can we take our health for granted. If your doctor is not the right one, I am telling you to find another one and find them immediately. Don't go home and just say, I'm not going back because they didn't hear me, because they disrespected me, because they act like I had absolutely no sense when I spoke to them, or they did not get back to me concerning my test results. Follow up on your test results. As a reminder, and I wrap up now, again, sending angels to all of the homes where people are sick and suffering. COVID-19 just pulled the cover off of other things and other issues that are happening with us. But it is beyond an economic thing for black people and their health. So, again... Shut up, as always, and listen. (laughs) That's what my mother tells me. (laughs) No, but shut up is Sister's Health Untold Truth. I will be back with a hot episode hopefully very soon. Hang in there. We're going to make it through this. This is the time of the reckoning, and we don't have to do anything besides make sure we stay true to ourselves. Make sure we hold people accountable for treating us correctly. God's gonna do the rest.